Welcome to episode of 162 of Fourth and John. I am Gail Saunders here with Evan Hollywood Hearn. This is a true therapy session for Eagle fans. As as we sit here and try to decipher what the new beginnings are for our Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, And when you in the city of Philadelphia, when you move on from a quarterback, it's just not moving on from a quarterback. We have a fan base which is is definitely divided. We have we have Howie stands, some Howie stands there. We have Doug Peterson stands there. We have Carson Wentz stands here. And we have some newly anointed Jalen Hurts stands uh, in, in, in the seats here because... Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> it's surprise, surprise. Uh, we have a fan base divided. And what we're going to do today is kind of just break down and have a, a true session uh, on what what we expect uh, to happen moving forward. If I'm going to be honest, um, did I think we were going to be at, in this position uh, at the beginning of the season? I Probably not. Did we forecast this after we drafted Jalen Hurts? Uh, yes. Um, did this whole scenario backfire in the face of the Philadelphia Eagles? I'd say yes. But I, you could say this is uh you could say this is new beginnings. Um but then there's a, there's a di- there's a quote. Uh there's a difference between giving up and starting over. Now, if the Eagles uh view this as a a hard reset, they have to move on from Carson Wentz. There's no way you can bring back both of them next year. It's it, it's just even more weird to even think about that. We're all we're, gonna, we're talking about trade scenarios. Uh, it, we're talking about a little bit of everything on this podcast. Um, but I'm gonna shoot it over to Evan. Evan, how are you feeling, my friend? Man, we are in weird times. I've uh, I've got a Latin phrase for you. It's tabula rasa, Gail. You know what that means? That's blank slate. That's what we're starting with right now. We've got a blank slate in Philadelphia. Dude, nobody uh, saw this coming to this extent earlier in the season. I mean, we all kind of uh, thought about how it was a weird second-round draft pick getting Jalen Hurts and how, you know, after Carson had just left the foals looking over his shoulder, how now he has another person looking over his shoulder, how what a weird move that was. And now, as the season plays out, and Carson hasn't been able to play up to the level or even average at that, um, we're, we're faced with a tough decision. And now, like, the conversation has shifted from, you know, is Carson going to be able to snap out of this rut that he's in into we're talking about moving our franchise quarterback right now, the guy that we just signed to a five-year extension, the $100 million man. It's a crazy thing to think about, man. It really is. Um, like, we, we were thinking that Carson – when he first got here, when he was in the prime of his Philadelphia Eagle career, we were thinking he's going to be an Eagle for life. Uh, I know I did. I know I thought number 11 was going to be wearing those colors his entire career. Um, I was hoping for it. I was praying for it. But I wanted him to do well. And you know what I want more than Carson to do well is I want my football team to do well. That, that, that arches over every single thing. So uh, regardless of what it takes to get there, I want to get back to being a winning football team. I'm not convinced that Jalen Hurts is that answer Uh, but now the more and more time that passes I'm not convinced that Carson Wentz is the answer 
And I'm also not convinced that neither Doug Peterson nor Harry Roseman are the answer. So, Gail, tabula rasa. We got a blank slate. We got we got to start fresh this offseason. We got a, a Bob Ross Jr. over here. I can paint some pretty little trees on the canvas uh, and, and paint a, a new picture of the uh, the organization right before our eyes. I, I think, I mean, in a perfect world, you, you'd like to think that Carson Wentz in this organization kind of, re- they, they rebuild the relationship. In a perfect world, that's what you'd hope. Uh, but just thinking about the situation, I mean, you've heard other guys, um, former teammates like a Chris Long say, you can't. You ha- This guy was a captain of uh, the Eagles roster at one point. Since you can't bring these guys back in the same locker room, uh, to me, it speaks to a house divided. It speaks to players now on the timeline. You know, obviously they got to stick up for the quarterback, and the young guns are now liking Jalen Hurts' posts as the starting quarterback. Fletcher Cox is, you know, sticking up for his fellow hunter. Um, and again, fan bases and beat reporters will break all this down. Um, because that's what we do here in Philadelphia. But at the end of the day, we're all left trying to figure out um, what to do with all these pieces. And what we've seen from Carson Wentz this season has been, he's been so erratic week in and week out. He is not, I repeat, he has not had one single game where he had a complete game where you're, you recognized the old Carson. He's had flashes. He's had some brilliant plays. He's had some boneheaded plays. He's had some, he showed guts. And uh, at the end of the day, he's not put together one complete game like the Carson Wentz that we know. So when we talk about accountability, Doug Peterson, who said he had the, had the decision to name his starter. Um, and on Monday night, he chose Jalen Hurts. Um, so he put his foot down. The organi- organization put their foot down when they drafted him in the second round. That same group now decided to move with Jalen Hurts. And <laughs> that is the picture that is painted right now. I mean, what, what kind of... Are you feeling that picture right now? I'm feeling the picture. And, like, I mean, 12 weeks into the season, Carson's playing this way. I mean, is he not? You know, he would step across the line. Habitually. He's a habitual line stepper. You can, t- you can tell me that Carson has been habitually stepping over the line this entire year. I mean, his play has just been atrocious yeah. since, the, since the very beginning. And so I think while it is tough for Doug Peterson – to and I, I don't think that he's been drawing up the right game plans for Carson. Ultimately, Carson hasn't been executing anything whatsoever. Nothing. He's go, he's been able to get nothing done. Whether it's deep balls, he's, he's sailing deep balls down the field. Whether it's just little checkdowns and he's missing his receivers just on a five yard pass. He hasn't been able to hit it, no matter what's drawn up for him. Jalen Hurts. He brings a different energy to the offense. So I think that. Like it was just too long in the tooth at this point. I feel like the straw had broken the camel's back, and you just simply can't keep pounding your head against the wall watching Carson go out there. It's uh, you know, Doug. I, I understand it was a tough decision for him to make, but ultimately, I think that pulling Carson out of that game 
was the right decision. I think starting Jalen Hurts the rest of the season is the right decision. And I, I have a pretty interesting theory as to what I think in my mind ends up happening. Cause I'm looking at all the factors. I'm looking at Carson's contract and we're, the way that I, I see it is we're tied to him, uh, at least now in this next couple of years. It's, the dead money is just, it's it's a lot. And so what I'm thinking is a possibility uh, of an avenue that could potentially be happening here is this is a showcase for Jalen Hurts, these final four games of the season. We're going to go out there. We're going to try and make Jalen Hurts look as good as he can possibly look. And hopefully we can accumulate some value for him and trade him in the offseason. And then we move forward into next season Maybe with Carson Wentz again. I think that I think that's a, a very good possibility. But I don't see any way that Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz are in the same locker room again next season. It, one of the two is not going to be here. And I might be wrong about Carson being the guy that's going to be here. It could be Doug. but And they could both be gone. But they're both not going to be back here next season, in my opinion. I'm thinking of a title of, uh, of the next book from uh, Doug Peterson. Shout out to all the people that responded to that tweet. Uh, there were some really funny ones, but just thinking of my own one would be trust issues. Yeah. Because I think in terms of Doug Peterson trusting Howie Roseman, whether it's the front office, you know, trusting Doug Peterson, whether it's Carson Wentz actually trusting Doug Peterson to have his best interests. Um because if you look at the way that the play calling has been set up in my Kevin Hart voice, <laughs> um, there's been issues. Uh, his his comments are like, you know, we're going to, you know, run the ball and, you know, get <laughs> Jalen Hurts outside the pocket and make him feel comfortable. Why, why wouldn't you do that with even at? I don't think you have the facilities for that, big man. <laughs> we do have the facilities. It's just not in in, 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 in in Doug Peterson's brain at this moment. And I feel like if you're saying those kind of things, why did it take you all, you know, I've been begging for you to roll out and finally you roll out in the third quarter. And then Carson finally hits a big play downfield. It just is what it is. Um, but again, like the whole, like you were uh, going back to what you were saying, just the way that Carson was playing, the accountability factor, the players looking at the way Carson has been playing. There's no way as a head coach you could actually keep on playing a guy who's continuously screwing up. He says, I want to be held accountable. Uh, how many team meetings did they have to have? The problem that you're hearing about a team meeting is a problem to me. It means that it's some kind of like you're trying to paint this picture. Like a PR move. Right. Like if your locker room is tight, that team meeting, you'd never hear about it. It just mm-hmm. would happen and you never hear about it and you probably see some kind of uh, production on the field. So moving forward, you, you know, it's, it's just really weird. Um, but it, I get the change. This, this, is, this, this isn't out of left field, though, because like how many pregame shows did we do where we were looking at the key matchups and always our last key matchup was Carson Wentz versus Carson Wentz. We did that the majority of the season. Yeah. We were, we were picking up that Carson was having a weird season, like since the beginning of the year. I mean, it was evident to everybody. So like we, we've realized this, we we've known that this has been an issue and it's been an issue that hasn't gone away. And so you, like I said, you can't just keep on doing the same thing and expect a different result. I think the bigger issue that we have inside the locker room right now is touching on what you said is, is we have a house divided. 
I mean, I'm thinking about, I, I watched one of the most epic speeches of my entire life three years ago. I watched Jason Kelsey up on the museum steps and he's talking about, it's the whole team. It's the whole team. That's how we won that Super Bowl. It was the whole team. And I'm looking at the quote that he put out today. And he says, whenever you're this bad, it's not just one person. Uh, Kelsey said on Wednesday, it's never just one position group. It's never just the players, coaches, and front office. It's everybody, and that's the reality. And just to think about, like, I don't know if Kelsey realized the irony in what he was saying, but it, it's the same exact thing he was saying three years ago. It's the whole team. And our entire organization is fractured right now. And we have, like, we're we're leaking stories. We have players that are coming out and, um, you know, some are in favor of Hertz moving forward. Some want Wentz to be the guy moving forward. It's chaos, dude. And the, the sad part is, man, it's, it's going to get ugly. Like you, there's no way that we go into these games, you know, these future games, the rest of the season with this type of, this type of dysfunctionality. And we put a, together a good game. I just feel like we're kind of doomed the rest of the season thinking about it and the status of our locker room. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's true. I mean, uh, Chris, Chris Long, had said, he described this Eagles roster and this team right now as fucking chaos. That's what he described this team as. Mm-hmm. Again, another former leader of this, of a fo- Eagles football, a winning football team. Um, so that, I mean, that that's, what it looks like from the outside just imagine what it looks like on the inside like i'm talking like a month ago i said you know we're going to get a couple more losses and people are going to start talking at that time no one would start was talking mm-hmm. we caught a couple of l's and i was like here we go people started talking we talked about the house divided around thanksgiving mm-hmm. this team was headed towards uh which way are we gonna which where are we where are we gonna spend Thanksgiving? Are we gonna go to Doug's or are we gonna go to Carson? Or, or now it's where are we gonna go to Christmas? Uh, is it at Jalen's house or Carson's house? It is a house divided. Whether whatever way you look at it, it is what it is. And you're at this given time, it's become the reality show that I talked about last week in terms of Survivor, where Everyone is trying to save their own um, self at this moment. And um, this is where we are. But it's also a, a project mm-hmm. um, in terms of, like, how do we go moving forward? Now, if Doug Peterson does not trust Carson Wentz to save his career, which may be on the line in, for Doug Peterson, his only chance to show the front office with a rookie quarterback – we're not we're not saying Jalen Hurts is going to be the man, but if he he comes out and balls out enough to show you something that's offense is moving, the play calling does work, and he's he's doing the little things that Carson Wentz hasn't been doing, like you know his pocket awareness has been off, his his accuracy has been off on short balls, screens, you name it. Then we have something to play with. We, we have the answer to a question, at least then. Because then if, if this offense is moving well under Jalen Hurts, that kind of points the finger that Carson Wentz has been the problem all along. Right? You know, it, it, and people will look at the line as well. Yes, we, we know that Carson Wentz has been hit the most. We also know that he holds the ball, the ball pretty, pretty long, and 
he's been making some poor decisions. His, he's ha- he has happy feet. His mechanics are off. Way uh, off. He throws the ball late. He throws the, ducks up there. He throws the sailor. And then come on, man! Like, like, like I, I, I see people on the on the timeline, where whether where, wherever, whether it's IG, Twitter, Facebook, you have to realize you 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 can't sit here and not look at Carson and say he's off. Yeah, it's it's evident. It's it's so clear. I mean, I, I rocked man's jersey through the whole <laughs> Super Bowl run. Didn't wash that joint. Still hasn't been washed. And you know what I mean, like. And he's playing like that smells right now. Pretty, uh, pretty ripe. Yeah. Um, pretty ripe. So I, I think we just have to be, again, like uh, I'm watching this game, these games as an evaluator. Like I'm not expecting. It's musty. I said I tweeted out the other day. I said the Eagles are musty TV for all the wrong reasons at this moment. I mean, some people can take that as a positive spin that we're we have new beginnings and we're seeing the, the youth movement. And that's that's something to look forward to. I, I, I suppose it's something to look forward to, but it feels like somewhat of a consolation prize right now, because sure. this, this is not supposed to be the way it was supposed to be. Um, you know, I, it's been repeated ad nauseum right now just about how Doug Peterson said this is the new norm on those steps after we won the Super Bowl. This is the new norm. And just the fact of like the way that he draws up game plans for Jalen Hurts that just seem to be different for Carson Wentz, it feels like. T- tell me if I'm wrong here, Gail, but it, it feels like he w- he wasn't putting Carson. He was almost on purpose not putting Carson oh, in a oh, oh. in a position to succeed. You, I, I, I'm, I, what, what I'm talking about is I think that there is a very damaged relationship between Carson and Doug. I'm not saying that that Doug's out here sabotaging him, but what sense does it make that like the things that we've been asking uh, Doug Peterson to roll out Carson all year long, why does that not happen? But it's the moment that Jalen's in the game, it happens. Why? I mean, the fact that Miles Sanders has 16 carries in the last two games is absurd. Absurd. Um, the fact that how many, how many rollouts did we have on – Jalen Hurts' first couple snaps? On his first drive, he had like three or four. I mean, the fact that, you know, Jalen Hurts is going to make some of these plays on his own, being able to get – then again, you know, they had some kind of prevent defense up there as well. But he was throwing the ball accurately for a guy who just came in off the bench. But, uh, like, you know, Carson Wentz, kind of like a backhanded compliment, kind of like, oh, we're going to, you know, slow things down for Carson and, like, kind of dumbed down the offense it's kind of like for a guy who makes a hundred million dollars a year you shouldn't be saying anything like that in terms yeah. of to like the, he's been in this he's been in this offense for a long time now for you to say things like that shows to me that you're frustrated with the way he's playing in your offense you're he's not playing up to your potential and you're trying to not make him look bad at the same, same time but when you've seen the the all twenty two, you know, you know his his accuracy's been all over the place. Yeah, Tony, Tony Rumble made a great point on during the game. He said, "If your wide receivers aren't getting consistent separation, and your quarterback is having accuracy issues, it's a bad combination." Mm-hmm. So that 
separation issues could be young wide receivers, yes. But again, when your quarterback is having accuracy issues, it's a problem. It's a definite problem. And uh, it's a problem that hasn't gone away all year long. Will it go away with Jalen Hurts under the helm, man? I, I, I'm, I'm feeling excited about Eagles games again, at the very least. Because like the past few weeks, I've been, it's, it's, it's almost been like a chore getting myself up, trying to get juiced up for these Eagles games, because I know that we're about to walk into a buzzsaw. We're going up against a really tough defense this week. And do I think Jalen Hurts is going to be able to do well against the Saints? I don't know, but I'm at least excited to see what he can do. It's it's a it's something fresh, man. It's something to from a Philadelphia standpoint, uh underdog esque moment. This is the kind of moment that you can root for. <laughs> uh we don't like to talk about being the underdog role, but this you know that this team kind of like you know Everybody, everybody counted us out. Uh, you know, like everyone's counting Jalen out. Like it's something that they can, you know, like gear up for. Uh, this could be their Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, let me let me ask you: Do you think? Do you feel any sort of sympathy for Jalen Hurts? Because I kind of like I look at his situation. I feel bad for the dude because I think he's coming in. And there's a lot of people like in the fan base that are already against them simply because they're Carson stands. And like, I think that Jalen hurts. It, it probably wasn't his idea or want to be drafted here. He ended up here and he ended up, you know, in a backup role, obviously. And I, I don't, th- I think he wanted to probably get an opportunity with a team that didn't have a quarterback. And now he has this opportunity. He wants to make the most of it. And I think that there's a big portion of the fan base that is almost rooting against him because they want Carson to be their guy. Do you think that that exists out there in the fan base? I mean, I I do feel like, you know, some portions of the fan base are like weird like that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, again, you know, we, I rep whoever's underneath the center. Um, Mm -hmm. I rep the team, but it's like uh, I don't. I don't feel bad for Jalen. I, I feel like at first when he came in, the situation where he got drafted and he was getting all this heat that was you know that I felt bad in that type of situation. Mm-hmm. But I think right now is everything that he's prepared for. Everything he's prepared for, for mentally as a, a player who lost his his starting position at Alabama, a guy who you know, could have transferred and then he, he stuck around. And then, you know, after a while he, he did transfer to um, Oklahoma, won over the locker room there. Uh, he's won over the locker room at, at Alabama where he was at. Uh, the coach's kid who is very charismatic. And um, if that charisma has <laughs> seeped into the locker room, he's only he's only done what he's had control over. And if he's just been himself and t- teammates are starting to gravitate towards him and the locker room is feeding into the vibes of like, hey, we need new blood in here. Um, and they're holding Carson Wentz accountable because that's what the meeting was all about, being held accountable. And here we are today. This is what this is this is what um, careers are made of. Like if he takes control of this roster in the next couple of games. This is what, you know, this is just another chapter to Jalen Hurts' story. 
listen, I don't I don't want to be overly dramatic here, so I don't want this to be taken out of context. But let's be real. Let's look at let's let's look at the the light side, the silver lining here. Nobody expected when Drew Bledsoe got injured that Tom Brady was going to be a phenom. It, it it ended up he got a Tom Brady got an opportunity and he proved that he was much better than everybody thought he was. Oh, I'm not I'm not in any way, shape, or form saying that that's good, what's going to happen with Jalen Hurts. Don't twist my words. But what I'm saying is is that he might end up being better than we anticipated being. Uh, I mean, it it, it, it can possibly you know. The, it could be the QB factory, you know? Well, yeah. What is, what is your let, – let me ask you. What is your dream scenario? Like, we're, we're already – you know, the, the, this season is what it is at this point. What is your dream scenario for what happens? Do you want Jalen Hurts to just pop off, do really well, and then we have to, you know, cross that bridge about dealing with Carson Wentz in the offseason? Do you want Jalen Hurts to, you know, ride the season out and he doesn't really – set the world on fire, but he accumulates some value and you might be able to move him. What, what's your dream scenario for what happens? I mean, obviously the dream scenario would be like the offense looking like an NFL offense. You know, like I'm not going to be tied, like just because Carson, you know, in theory, like, yeah, man, like I'd, I'd love to see Carson rebound and get back to himself. But from what I've seen this year, I am completely – um, frightened by what I've seen this year. Uh, I'm completely shocked at the regression. Uh, we've no, even we've known his accuracy issues over the year. We t- we talked about him. I call it the sailor. We've seen the sailor, um, but he's missing, and he's late now. He's he's extra extra late, and the fact that you know we keep hearing rumblings all across. Like you know, from defensive coordinators across the league, but we've heard from a couple um, people um, who had some sources saying that the way that they're defending Carson Wentz is pretty much like a rookie taking away his first read, um, watching him fall apart between the first and third read, sending extra blitzes, sending extra pressure. I think he's still seeing seeing ghosts, Jamal Adams. <laughs> but uh do yeah. you think that Carson is broken beyond repair? Do you think he's fixable? I think he's I think he's fixable, but I think his offensive line has to be fixed. Like well, that, stout. Like like to get him back to being confident, he needs a Brandon Brooks. Yeah. A Kelsey. He needs a Lane Johnson. He needs a solid left side of the line with Sumalu and Whoever's going to be our left tackle, it has to be solid. Like, you can't have any – if he's seeing ghosts, that's the only way you fix him. So, yeah. So, but, like, the thing is, is that I think what a lot of the fan base is thinking of in the back of their mind is, is there a team that would take on Carson Wentz and fix him, put a solid line in front of him, and then he becomes lethal once again? And like you know, we're we're sitting here twiddling our thumbs. I mean, I, I would hate to see it. I would hate to see it. But I, I think part of the fan base would like to see Carson go places. I've, I've read that all over the timeline. People say, "I can't wait till he's somewhere else and he wins the Super Bowl." You guys are gonna hate it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it, it is what it is. Like, you know, like, and even if if even if it didn't work out, 
right? Even if it didn't work out here with Carson, I would be forever grateful for what he did as an like like again, like sometimes relationships don't last, but you had a great great ride mm-hmm. and achieved something great. If he was the guy that got us home field advantage in the playoffs and Nick Foles took it the rest of the way and won a Super Bowl. It is what it is. Like when Carson was in college, he got hurt and his freshman backup came in, got them to the um, championship game. And who came in? Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like his career flip-flopped, his, his college career flip-flopped, his NFL career. Like that happened to him. So, I mean, it, it just is what it is. Like if he can't get back to there, I'm not going to like, bro, I'm like, you know. Isn't isn't it wild to think about? And I think it's really a testament to the coaching that we had that year that we had, you know, Carson, he lost his starting job this year. And the other guy that was a part of that Super Bowl, Nick Foles, he lost his starting job out in Chicago. It's just three years later, both these guys who got us to the Super Bowl, you know, no matter what part of the season you're looking at, those were the two guys. They both lost their starting job. And so I think that to me is a testament to really how good our coaching was that year. And then people was like, hey, you guys lucked into a Super Bowl. Now the, the, that staff was on point. It was 100% on point, in tune. They were all t- working together as one. This team was working together as one. It was all those veteran pieces that Joe Douglas helped Howie Roseman put, you know, assemble and hit on all of those. The mm-hmm. running game was solid, on point. Ground and pound, um, gave you some finesse. But at the end of the day, they were like number one on third down, number one in the red zone. That's when I knew we were going to the Super Bowl after watching that week in and a week out. This, mm-hmm. you know, you just had a great team. So, like, again, um, this team this year isn't it offensively? Offensively, they've been so bad. Um, yes, they've had injuries. Um, again, you can look at the record when. Lane Johnson's out, keeps tallying up, catch L's. Um, so financially looking at it, if we were to end up moving on from Carson Wentz, I know that you said that there were a uh, few situations uh, that could arise depending on what date we ended up trading him and what our uh, ensuing penalties would be. What, what does that look like? Um, it, it, and it's, it's, it's not impossible that you, you, you can't move from Wentz. I mean, you you don't want to just outright release. Um, yeah. So it's uh, if you release them outright, um, it would be a full cap hit of nearly sixty million. Um, if you release them post June first designation, um, it would allow the Eagles to spread out the cap hit. Um, but it makes more sense from a roster construction that uh you know. They hope that he comes back and becomes the Carson Wentz that we know, you know. But if, if you know, if they're talking about trading him, um, if they trade Wentz before the third day of the new league year, so that's March nineteenth, like the, the the league starts on uh, March seventeenth, uh, he would count for fifteen million dollars of uh, the twenty twenty two contract that would become guaranteed so they have to trade him before then um they would 
they would probably have to eat around 34 million of dead money. So if it's like, you know, it's like, if it's so bad, like you have to think about like what it does to your locker room and your chemistry. So like, if it's so toxic in there that they feel like they need to get him out of there because it's either going to divide the football team or incite some kind of, you know, you know, <laughs> like, Car is car how how is Carson and your newly uh Jalen Hurts starting quarterback gonna work together? Like how does that work? Like if or Wentz is it's gonna be a QB battle going into next year. Yeah. It'd be interesting. I'd I'd be down to watch that. Um You you would be down for a QB battle between a guy that's making exceptional money versus a guy on a rookie deal? It sucks. Um but like the fact of giving up uh, thirty four mil it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. But you, but you also compared that to like, say, if that's kind of the equivalent of Carson Wentz going down for the entire year. Say, say he were to get injured the entire year, it's pretty much the same sort of situation. He goes down week one, you don't have him all year, and you still owe him that money. So, at the end of it, though, you could wipe your hands clean, though, right? Right. So, I mean, I, I like, I'm always team first. And if it's, that's the best move for the team and they know that's the move that has to get this harmony back in the locker room, then so be it. But I, I really feel like they set a rift. They set a rift in this it's locker toxic. room. It's toxic. It's toxic right now. And what I've heard from, uh, you know, some, some words out of the locker room from players, they're unhappy. And uh, it didn't start after a couple of L's it started at the beginning of the season. So there was a vibe in there. It's, it started early and it's a, it's pretty much festered in that locker room and we're here now and we've become the reality show that I thought we would. <laughs> I, I mean, at this point I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if Jeffrey Laurie has a rose ceremony at the end of the year and he's just handing out roses for who's going to be here next year. That, that's really the point we're at. No one's getting the final rose, man. Reset, <laughs> hard reset. Yeah, but I mean, it's 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 it's, inter- it's 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 very interesting. But I yeah. think I think we I think we did a good job trying to um, get the feelings out, get the vibes out of like you know what we're feeling and um what some of the what I've been seeing on the timeline and you know what we're kind of hoping for coming up. Uh, we will be doing a a Saints Eagles uh, matchup. Yes, you know we're still gonna do. Uh, Still going to talk this out, even though some people think we're dead in the waters. But we're we're going to still break down this game. Fourth uh, and John always has life, man. <laughs> always. Uh, but shout out to all the people who stayed with us for the pro- pre and post game for the last uh, Packers game. We will be doing another live stream pre and post uh, for the Saints game. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean the the chat has been lively. Uh, Eagle fans are still spicy. Um, people joining us on air. Yeah. It's been a fun time. I mean, I mean, sometimes people get so fired up. They, they can't, they can't even put put it into words on the keyboard. They got to jump in and that's totally fine. We welcome it. Yeah. But, uh, any last words for, uh, before you get out of here, Evan? listen, I'm, I'm wishing the best for Jalen hurts. I'm always wishing the best for the Eagles team. Um, Carson, I mean, just touching on what you said earlier, Gail, I'm always thankful for what you did for us in 2017 
uh, if we have to move on from you. Um, it's a sad thing to do because I really thought you were going to be here for a long time. But what I want more than that is Eagles wins. I want to have an Eagles team that I'm proud of once again. And I am willing to do whatever it takes to get back to that point. Wow. That sounds like a goodbye, Kevin. <laughs> Very well could be. <laughs> uh, I don't believe you with anything. Um, you know, it, you know it's, a, it's always an opportunity to uh, start fresh and start new. Um, Tabula rasa. Tabula rasa, as uh, Evan would say. Uh, but always, you know, you know, check in on your peoples, like I like to say, uh, during this pandemic. Make sure your peoples are good. Mental health is important. So make sure uh, you call your people, because sometimes your people will not tell you exactly how they're feeling. Uh, but we will see you guys in the next one. And as always, fly, Eagles, fly. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.